0: Conservative operative Candace Owens is playing the race card after the CEO of the American Booksellers Association apologized for promoting Owens' book, Blackout, how Black America can make its second escape from the Democrat plantation. This is Scotty Reed with a Black Talk Radio News commentary. The Atlanta Black Star published an article on Owens, a Black woman, taking issue with the ABA CEO, Allison Hill, a white woman, calling her book racist from the article. In an email sent to ABA members on August the 5th, Hill explained why Owen's book cover appeared on an indie bestseller list instead of the correct cover for a book with the same title, Blackout by Danielle Clayton, Tiffany D Jackson, Nick Stone, Angie Thomas, Ashley Woodfolk, and Nicola Yoon. A staff person was filling in on creating the bestseller list when the staff person typically responsible was on vacation. Rather than pull the cover image of ISBN as they had been trained to do, they pulled the image by the title Blackout and didn't realize they had pulled the wrong cover image. Same title, different book, the email said. Allison also wrote, It was a terrible mistake with terrible racist implications. However, based on our investigation and the demonstrated diversity, equity, and inclusion DEI commitment of these individuals, we have no reason to believe the action was malicious in intention. Once the contents of the email were leaked to the press, Owens, obviously upset about the characterization of her book, took to Twitter to complain and stated the following. For those of you that don't know, the CEO of American Booksellers Association recently sent around an email apologizing for promoting my book and labeling my book as racist. This is the CEO, Allison Hill, who sees no irony in calling a black woman racist. The sad fact of the matter is that Owens does not see the irony in playing the race card and displaying the same victim mentality she and other conservative politicians and operatives use as a talking point attack on black people to denigrate their legitimate complaints about historical and current political, social, and economic issues in the United States. There is data backing up the assertions of black people in a historical record, and Owens in this instance is practicing deception by asserting that she was attacked based on her skin color when a white woman called her book racist. Confused? If you are, don't worry, because so is Owens. Allison did not state in her email that Owens was racist. She said the book authored by Owens titled Blackout, How Black America Can Make Its Second Escape from the Democratic Plantation, is racist. Owens is being very hypocritical in her allegations of being a victim of racism while building a career on denying that black people suffer racism and are just playing the victim card. Not to mention how she also has decried identity politics, but here she is identifying as a black woman. In fact, her attacks on black people use entire old conservative talking points as being promoted in Owen's book as a review of the book left on the Amazon page reads. She also tackles arguments that I couldn't get over coming from being a Democrat myself. Social issues like abortion, where I've always sat on the fence and used to say that I was pro-choice but against using it as a form of birth control and single parent homes. I studied psychology and childhood development in college and knew the statistics of single-parent households versus two-parent families, but felt obligated to the left because of the exceptions. Candace gave me a clearer view on those internal struggles I've had for years. I thank her for also bringing up questions I hadn't even thought about before. The two-family home talking point is one that has been used to attack The black family structure which alleges that two family homes where the parents are married gives the children of the home better tools to succeed in life. This is nonsense because the divorce rate is near or above 50% in the United States, but yet we don't say that children from those families come from broken homes or liable to fail in life. Then there is the issue of the black single mother trope when you are relying on tax returns and other records to determine if the father is living in the home where the two parties may decide for whatever reason to live together as they co-parent instead of opting for a traditional marriage. This attack is also part of the absent black daddy trope, whereas numerous studies show that even when a father is not living in the home with his children, the black father is just as present, or in some cases, more likely to be involved in their children's lives, helping to raise them when compared to white and Hispanic fathers. On the issue of abortions as raised by the reviewer, possibly a suspected racist pretending to be black. It is funny how the former President Obama's Affordable Care Act has helped to reduce abortions in the United States to historic lows and could go even lower if a health care policy like Medicare for All became the law of the land. If abortion is your central issue, then Medicare for All is the solution to the problem. The reviewer also wrote, personal note. I too had suffered from a victim mentality and how freeing it is to take responsibilities for one's actions and choices and therefore taking control of one's own life. I hope this helps others free themselves of this burdening mindset as well. It's the best takeaway in this book, in my opinion. It would appear from this statement the reviewer is possibly a black woman, but who can say for sure with the amount of fake profiles and troll farms created by suspected racists pretending to be black on the Internet. However, this statement shows the book is reinforcing racist stereotypes and talking points about black people having a victim's mentality that is popular in conservative circles. Another reviewer of the book is listed by Amazon as a verified purchase and shows the picture of a smiling black woman holding up a copy of Owens' book. From her review, we can see that another decades-old racist trope about black welfare queens is promoted in the book. The review reads as follows. As I expected, Candace Owens' book is perfection. It's extremely well-written, and I can practically hear her voice in my head as I read it. As a black woman, I can relate to so many of the things that she's covered in this book, such as the trap of being on welfare. It reminded me of my own mother telling me once, Welfare Mamas Make Welfare Babies as a warning to not get dependent on the system to provide for me and my daughter. I was a young single mom at the time. This book is definitely needed right now, given the current state of affairs in our country, and it certainly solidifies my position as a proud conservative black woman. Here we have another point of hypocrisy concerning the identity politics Owens and conservatives use to attack the left. Here is an apparent fan identifying as a proud conservative black woman co-signing a welfare trope that goes back to the Reagan administration an article from newrepublic.com dot com titled the myth of the welfare queen the right turned linda taylor into a boogeyman but her real life was much more complicated reads as ronald reagan and other politicians ginned up anti-government and anti-poor resentment in the 1970s and 80s the welfare queen stood in for the ideal that black people were too lazy to work instead relying on public benefits to get by paid for by the rest of us upstanding citizens she was promiscuous having as many children as possible in order to beef up her benefit take It was always a myth. White people have always made up the majority of those receiving government checks, and if anything, benefits are too miserly, not too lavish. But it was a potent stereotype which helped fuel a crackdown on the poor and a huge reduction in their benefits, and it remains powerful today. In fact, the welfare queen trope has made a comeback in our current politics. It appeared when former Speaker of the House Paul Ryan decried inner-city residents not even thinking about working or learning the value of the culture of work. It courses through President Trump's rhetoric as he's pushed for work requirements in a variety of public programs, arguing, we must reform our welfare system so that it does not discourage able-bodied adults from working. There's nothing wrong with people or families needing assistance. Getting that assistance from the U.S. government, especially as Reagan's trickle-down policy still pushed by Republicans, has been an absolute failure with the gap between the wealthy and the poor growing larger and larger by the day. However, let's also note that no single group is more represented on the so-called welfare rolls than rural whites. In conclusion, it would appear based on the book reviews, Allison Hill was correct in her assessment that the book Blackout, How Black America Can Make Its Second Escape from the Democrat Plantation, is nothing more than racist propaganda from a black woman who is engaged in what I call proxy racism a few years ago proxy racism is when racist white people use non-white people to promote their racist ideals and the black person knowingly participates in exchange for monetary rewards. A non-white person who engages in proxy racism also loves the attention and praise heaped upon them by suspected racists. This has been Scotty Reed with a Black Talk Radio News commentary asking you to support my work by supporting the work of the non-profit media organization Black Talk Media Project. See the links in the description on ways to participate in funding independent black media projects.